0: So we're back, uh, first time in almost a year. Um, yeah, uh, we have a lot to catch up on. Um, we recorded this episode on July 14th. Uh, today is the 27th. Um, so we're just going to dive right into what we missed, um, including all the stuff with the NBA bubble, Um you know, how it started, what's what's life been like since then, um, and just everything. Um, like I said, this has been, like, this is our first episode almost a year. Um, There's just, like, so many scheduling conflicts. Jared with his coaching, um, me with my, you know, work and studies and all that, but we're trying to be more consistent with it, and now that we have hoops um, f- to bridge us from... This summer until NFL season, we're going to have a lot more to talk about. Um, so yeah, this is a, this is recorded, like I said, July 14th, and it's our first episode in almost a year. Um, so yeah, hope you guys like it. What's up, Jarrett? What's up, Gab? Long, how- time, long time no talk, man. Yeah, I know. How have you been? I've been good, bro. Um, it's been like 11 months since our last episode. Uh, yeah. Um, so this was way, way overdue. Um, I know we were trying to record a few times, like during the fall and like towards like when NFL playoffs were starting to uh, gear up, but I know you had like coaching responsibilities and stuff. So, I mean, I completely understand.
1: Yeah, just life got in the way. And then, you know, this whole coronavirus thing happened and you uh you don't you don't plan for uh pandemics man
0: um so this whole this whole year has just like put sports on the back burner, but this n b a bubble concept um it's been getting a lot of mixed reviews and mixed reactions um so let's just go back in time to four months before. And where so the last game that was supposed to be played was Utah and OKC. Um, do you remember when you were when you heard that the league was going to be suspended? Yeah, I was actually I was in my room uh, <laughs> i
1: had I had bet on the game, so i was i was I was on my room in my room, in my bed, uh, had the laptop ready um and you know this is this was like coming towards the end of like uh fantasy basketball you know regular season so i had a couple players um who were i was were either like on my team or i was playing against i I don't remember but um you were in first place huh yeah i was in first place i got i got cheated gab the the one the one good year man but that's a, a sore a sore topic for me uh (laughs) <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, like I'm I'm ready to watch the game and then uh, you know, like you literally see the refs like running on the court and then and then they're just like, Oh yeah, game's postponed. I think I was texting uh our sports group chat too and and, and everybody was just a little confused. And then, you know, they, they let us know that that well, a couple hours later that, that Gobert tested positive. So yeah. I think
0: I think the craziest thing out of all of that was like Okay, so I remember getting home from work and being like, okay, cool, like, you know, Jazz OKC, like, it's going to be a competitive game, two playoff teams. And then I hear, like, the players have been sent back to the locker room. And I was like, oh, okay, like, like, did something happen in the arena? Like, is there like a bomb threat or something? Yeah. And then I hear, like, uh, five minutes after that, I heard, like, Tom Hanks and his wife test positive. And then I was like, oh. And then they were like, oh, yeah, and the NBA suspended. And I was just like, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Like, that was all in a span of, like, an hour and a half, I want to say. And it was just, like, so much. I, at you- the time, it was just like, is this real? Like, I, I never thought the NBA would get suspended.
1: Do you remember that uh they were they were still trying to have the uh the Kings uh Pelicans play that night? But then I th- I think it was e- it was either the Kings players weren't taking the court or the Pelicans players refused to take the court
0: um and then they eventually just uh postponed that game too. Yeah, it was in New Orleans, I think. Or no, no, it was in it was in Sacramento. Yeah. And then I saw um when, like the the PA announcer he was telling the, the golden one center crowd to leave, um, I saw like the camera panned to like uh, this little girl and her dad and she was wearing like a Zion Jersey because it was like, the, it was in Sacramento and she didn't know when the next time she was going to see Zion was. So she yeah. was crying. I was like, Oh man. I was like, you don't want to see that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Um, And then after that, it was just like, Okay, I guess sports are done, kind of thing. Um, because it was pretty bad; like they were shutting down restaurants, everything, like work from home, everyone. So it was up in the air for a while until they agreed on this return to play uh, concept. But it's also very risky, especially when you consider the the person who first started all this, and that's Rudy Gobert um this fool was like spreading his hands over microphones over phones over recorders and I'm just like like you are supposedly one of the best defensive players of your era and like like you're supposed to have a high basketball IQ right or just a high IQ in general like, it just dumbfounds me how someone could be that stupid.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, A,
0: it, I, I think
1: it's kind of amazing the, the power of the NBA, right? Like, you think about it, they canceled their season, and then shortly after, you know, the entire world basically went into, or at least the entire United States went into lockdown. So, from a sports fan perspective, I think that's like a pretty cool concept that the NBA has that much, like, weight on it, you know? Um, but I mean, I just feel like people weren't taking the, the virus seriously and, and people still aren't taking the virus seriously. you know like you, you see all the, the pictures and the videos of people going out, you know people refusing to wear a mask and like like you know I'm not gonna lie like I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of wearing a mask, right? but you know every time I go into a public setting, I, I, I definitely value my life enough to where I would put one on. But uh, I, just, I just feel like some people just didn't think it was that – didn't think and still, still don't think it's, it's that serious, right? So, you know, he might have he, he been one of those people.
0: Yeah, no, he definitely was one of those people. And, um, but I think it is interesting to see how the Jazz move forward from this because Gobert, like I said, is one of the best defensive players of this decade – uh, not just that last decade, this decade as well. Um, but a lot of players in that jazz locker room were off-put by some of the things that Gobert had been doing in the locker room. Not only was he, like I said, putting his hands um, on reporters' microphones and recorders, he was also, apparently, according to Donovan Mitchell, went into the locker room and spread those same germs on players' bags, clothes, accessories, phones, shoes—like, even if you don't think that this uh, this, uh, this is a pandemic-worthy disease, just have some common sense, dude. Like That's—I don't think that's too much to ask, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I agree with that. But you know, you know, what's even more amazing is—is. Is, uh Who's to say that that Donovan Mitchell was was the one that got it from him? Like it, you know, it really could have been the other way around too. You know, uh, there's just so much unknown about the virus, and obviously, like Gobert was not taking it seriously, but I I, I think he was just the the player that had to fall on the sword because he was the first person that tested positive, right? But right? there's so many asymptomatic people out there that or in, in players out there that you know, as uh, that, that we're getting tested, you know, um, after the whole Rudy Gobert thing. And and, and who's to say that Gobert was the one that, that brought it into the league. Right. So, uh, I mean, definitely crazy times, um, uncertain times, but uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we have to do better when, when it comes to the unknown um, especially when it's a a life threatening uh, issue for
0: sure. Well, and also, I think it was about a week after the league got suspended, um, a report came out that, you know, the Jazz, I guess a week before the OKC game, they had been in Detroit for a game against the Pistons. And a report came out a week after the league had been suspended that Rudy Gobert had given, I guess, like, uh, one of his uh, shooting sleeves I don't know why Rudy Gobert has a shooting sleeve in the first place, <laughs> but he gave one of those shooting sleeves to like a little kid in the Pistons crowd. Yeah, and then it was reported that that kid, um, once he found out that Gobert had tested positive, um, you know that kid's family went and got that kid tested. So then that just creates like a domino effect. Okay, do the people who were sitting uh, in the same row as that kid and his family do they have to get tested? You know, what about the people in the row above? What about in the row below? Like the radius, you know? So dad just opened up a whole rabbit's hole of like, okay, if I test positive, who do I need to inform that I was near in the past week? And I think it was good that, you know, this disease came to the forefront of the United States in such a public fashion. Like you said, the NBA is very influential. So someone like Rudy Gobert testing positive has more impact in the United States than say you or me, you know, 100%,
1: 100% agree.
0: So, yeah, I think, I think the jazz have a lot of, uh, they have a lot of things to fix in that locker room. Uh, (laughs) not just chemistry wise, but, um, you know, basketball fit wise as well. Um, I'm not sure how much longer Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell can, can be in the same backcourt. So that, so that leads me to the next thing that I want to talk about.
1: Before that, can we just, can we just tell our, our uh, listeners that we both agree Donovan Mitchell is just drastically overrated
0: Oh, yeah. No, I think that was evident in our 2K rankings. Okay, cool. Um, Even, yeah. Yeah, I think we might need to update those, but I don't think Don Mitchell's going to be one of the ones that needs to be updated. Yeah, Um, exactly. So who, I guess that, I guess I have your answer then, because I was going to ask you, who do you think is more valuable to the Jazz, Gobert or Mitchell? Oh, one hundred per one hundred percent, Rudy
1: Gobert. You can find it, there's there's there is maybe a couple other guys that can do what Rudy Gobert does on the defensive end. Defensive end, right? You can find players that don't even start for other teams that that if given the opportunity to, as Donovan Mitchell does, can be just as efficient. It's not even it's not even a a, a close question. However, with that being said. Uh, I think I think the, the, the Jazz are, are
0: all in on Donovan Mitchell. I think they are too. But I I'm gonna have to agree with you. I think this is this is my thing on Rudy Gobert. He might not seem like he's he's not first of all, he's not a flashy player. There's no debate about that. Second, he's not he doesn't have the same impact on a game that you would expect from a quote-unquote best player on the team. But what separates Rudy Gobert from the rest of the centers in the NBA, you could say, is, I mean, okay, besides besides Jokic, Jokic is the only one I could think of. There is no other player, I think, in the NBA that embodies his team's his team's mantra more than Rudy Gobert. Like when you think of the jazz, you think of defense, you think yeah. of teamwork, you think of coachability, and you think of like just grit. That that's Rudy Gobert. When you think of the Denver Nuggets, you think of ball movement, offense.
1: How bad Jamal Murray is. How bad
0: Jamal Murray is. And yep. like that, that's what makes Jokic their centerpiece. And, I mean, if we're going to take it a step further, I think you can do this with other positional players, too. I mean, if you had to ask me who the heart and soul of the Celtics is, I would say Marcus Smart.
1: Oh, I was was, was hoping you weren't going to say Jason Tatum. That, (laughs) That would have been the wrong answer.
0: I think guys like Gobert, Smart, Jokic, while you while there are stats you can look at to say you know how valuable they are to their teams it, it's something else it's the other it factor that that makes the team without them look unidentifiable um so yeah i think i think don mitchell's a really good player he's a, i think he's one of the best young scorers in the game but the jazz the Jazz aren't a playoff team without Rudy Gobert. They can be a playoff team without Donovan Mitchell.
1: I'm going to say he's a, a good player. Really good. He, does, he doesn't get there for me, but I, I agree with you.
0: So, the Jazz, where would you say they are in the tier of Western Conference teams? Like, you have, okay, both LA teams. You've got mm-hmm. the Rockets. Mm-hmm. You've got the Mavs. Mm, I'd put Denver above the Mavs for now. And then you have Utah in that five, six, seven range, along with OKC and, and Dallas. Um, I mean, they just lost Bojan Bogdanovic to wrist surgery, so he's not going to be there at the bubble. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's looking like a first-round exit right now, but how, how could that be fixed? Do you think it's just like a matchup issue?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I I agree. I, I think they are going to be a first round exit, but you know, I think Quinn Snyder is a, a great coach, right? And if they were to, you know, depending on on, you know, who they drew, um, like I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they if they got like a for, like a first round upset, even because I feel like even if they're the higher seeded team, right? Um, if, if 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 that happens, like I I still I still don't think they'd be favored right so um yeah man i don't know like it's like i want to i want to write them off just because i like i really just donovan mitchell is just not not my my type type of guy but uh, he's
0: kind of his play style kind of annoys me i'm not gonna lie
1: yeah but quinn snyder man he like you know he's done more with uh more with less right and Mm -hmm. And good coaching in a playoff game, especially in, like, neutral territory, you know, you you can't underestimate that.
0: But on the other hand, the Jazz home court advantage helps them a lot. So I'm wondering um, how much of that coaching experience at, like, on the road and neutral sites, how much of that will be able to offset the lack of home court advantage, do you think it's enough to maybe okay so let's say let's say the jazz get i don't know the fifth seed, right yeah, and they face Denver in the first round, yeah, how confident are you that they can make it to the second round
1: well i think I think Denver's an interesting matchup, right like denver I, a I think Denver relies very heavily on their home court. Right. So I think that that comes uh, into it. Um, but it really just depends on on Jokic. Right. Like, is, is he going to be aggressive? Uh, how aggressive is he going to be? Is Jamal Murray going to get get him the ball? So if they were if they were to play Denver, I think it comes more down to how uh, the Nuggets execute their game plan. Right. As opposed to the the Jazz. But uh, I mean, I I I wouldn't be again like I wouldn't be surprised, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if there was an upset for sure.
0: Which um, which which potential first round matchup in both conferences are you looking forward to the most?
1: Well, I mean, I'm a Celtics fan. I think I think the Boston Philly, if it if it stays how it is right now, I think that's probably going to be one of the best if not most interesting match- matchups right like you got Ben Simmons coming back you know apparently he looks amazing right but at the same time um, I don't know if you've been like hearing like the interviews between like you know Joel Embiid and Embiid and, and Ben Simmons where like Joel's basically like you know they need to get me the ball I need to be the guy I need to carry the team I know I can carry the team so it's been a lot of like me 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 right yeah um, and
0: I think they're um, I think uh, Brett Brown is—he's—he's he's putting Simmons at the four in practice. That's what I heard.
1: Yeah, which I mean, which would be interesting because who's going kind to of run the point, you know? Josh well, they Richardson. said they said Shake Milton. Interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I don't know, but you know, I I think you know, so so that and their talent paired with like you know, the Celtics were 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 you know. I, I think I think the time off for Kemba and, and and Gordon Hayward is gonna is gonna be really good for us. So, you know, that's that's the matchup. Um, don't uh, don't do forget the successful.
0: time, Lord. Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think he's gonna play, but <laughs> you know, but uh, good for the locker but, room. Good for the locker room. Exactly, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for that one. Um, at the same time, though, you know, I I, I personally wouldn't want to face Philly in the first round just because I think it's going to be a lot of rust, um getting thrown off during, during those first initial games, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, the East is w- once you get past the first round, the East, I feel like has a chance to be just as exciting as the West. Um, I mean, obviously the bucks and the Raptors first round is not going to be competitive. Um, I mean, I don't want to assume, but uh, I I think I can assume here. Uh, Orlando and Brooklyn, um, especially Brooklyn with their compromised roster, which we'll get to later, Um, I don't think they'll pose a threat. Boston-Philly will be – I think it will be the best. Or, I don't know, Miami-Indiana is an interesting series too.
1: Indiana without Oladipo though. Yeah, yeah, I mean – Tra- traveling with the team, apparently is going to practice but not going to be playing. Very interesting.
0: Yeah that that whole thing was like kind of weird. I thought he'd be back by now. I thought he'd be healthy, um, but I guess he's not trying to risk it. I mean, if he doesn't feel healthy, I mean, who am I to say otherwise? You know. So, but I'm, well, i Why? I,
1: I think it's funny because aren't isn't there reports out saying that he wants to be in Miami? Like that's that's what that's. That's where he wants to play when he becomes a free agent.
0: Well, I mean, I don't blame him, you know. Um, yeah. I just don't know if him and Jimmy Butler together... I feel like both of those dudes want to be the man, you know. But, I mean, hey, anything is possible. I've also been hearing, like, Damian Lillard trade rumors to Miami, which is, like, really weird. Um, I don't know how him and Jimmy Butler would mesh at all. But, yeah, uh, Miami, Indiana... Boston, Philly, and the one in the Western Conference that I'm really looking forward to, to be honest, if it happens in the first round, is Houston and Dallas. Um, I think you have two guys who have very similar play styles in James Harden and Luka Doncic. Um, you've got two co-stars in Russell Westbrook and Kristaps Porzingis, who kind of need to be monitored with care just because of their injury history. And, you know, that injury potential becomes more um, emphasized in an environment like this when players have been off four months and are just now getting back into the swing of things. Um, But I do think that Dallas could potentially push that first-round series to seven seven games um, if they do match up against each other. Um, I mean, and also it goes without saying that Lakers Pelicans first round matchup would of course be great. Um, not only for the fans, but for ratings. And I do think it's kind of funny how like the Pelicans and Grizzly schedule was worked out. Um, I listen, like they, they agreed on 22 teams, right? So, any, right. And so if you have. Uh, the other eight teams on your schedule, like the Warriors, the Cavaliers, the Knicks, you're not going to play them. So I think it's kind of funny that the schedule worked out in favor for the Pelicans instead of the Grizzlies. Because the Grizzlies had like, if if we were going by like the original schedule, the Grizzlies would be facing like the Cavs, the Knicks. Um, you know, like, uh, I, I don't know if they were scheduled. I think they were scheduled to face the Warriors again one more time, if I'm not mistaken. Um but yeah, no, I just I I think the league really wants his eye Zion in uh the playoffs. And I mean, I don't blame him. So any way you can get him there, <laughs> I'll support it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I mean, if if I was the Grizzlies, I'd be upset because they I'd be heated. Yeah, they essentially earned that eighth uh playoff spot and you know, I think you're right. I think the uh, the NBA is doing whatever it can to to get Zion and, you know, into, into the playoffs his rookie year. But um, speaking of the Rockets, you know, I, I really think that, you know, going seven games in the first round is actually not that bad for them. You think about it like James, like the the knock on James Harden is he always burns out in, in, in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. You'll, you know, Obviously, Harden's had you know this four month kind of rest, right? Get his body right. N- knowing him, he he probably put on some weight like he always does in the off season. I don't know, right? dude. I so, saw some
0: photos of him that looked in uh, pretty good shape, actually.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. But you know, like Harden will probably take some time to ramp up, right? Yeah. And if and and if if he gets those, you know, first initial games, you know, prior to the playoffs. Has an extended, you know, first round playoffs. I think you know by the second round he'll be primed and kind of like vintage looking, you know, like mid season Harden.
0: You um you bring up a good point, um because like when I think of James Harden, uh, how he usually is uh, in the regular season, mm-hmm. I feel like his best like stretch when uh whenever he plays in the regular season is like from. Post Thanksgiving until like all star break, you know, that's like January and December is like hardens months. So, and that's and that's like, I mean, if you think about what season starts in mid October, so that's like what October, November, December, so that's like three months in that he's gearing up, right? Right. So, I think. I think uh, taking a little time to gear up before the playoffs. I think you're right. Will prevent um, burnout, not only because he's been off for four months, but because you know, let's say the Rockets get to the Western Conference Finals, right? Which would be scheduled for like, uh, like around like Labor Day weekend. I would I think that's right. like the the time frame. Well, right now we're in July. So Labor Day would be, like, in two months. In two months, in the regular season, James Harden would be heating up. Exactly. So I think that time frame to get their bodies adjusted to be, like – because what we just went through, dude, was, like, a mini off season. you know? Right. So I'm I'm confident James Harden – you know, look, I like to bash him because, you know, some people put him uh, higher on the all-time list than i like. But I'm not going to sit here and act like he's a scrub. This dude's been in the fucking MVP conversation every year since 2014. Um, so I recognize his talent. I recognize his ability. I think the key for the Rockets is going to be Russell Westbrook can't shoot threes. He can't. If they want to win, he can't he can be shooting threes. And I know he's been working on that, which I really like especially in that last matchup against the Lakers um, where it was just literally everyone else was shooting threes besides him. But I feel, I'm afraid, I'm afraid that Russell Westbrook might revert to his hero ball tendencies in crunch time. I'm not afraid of that happening in the first round, but I am afraid of it happening in like the conference finals. So... I mean, if Harden and Russ can work that out, Rockets could make it to the finals, man. With no with no Avery Bradley, no Rondo, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a great opportunity for both of them to kind of, you know, well – you know get to you know get back to another championship together right and then from that from there you just, you know made the best team win
0: but don't, don't forget about tabo Sepulosha, bro yeah <laughs> but they, at brought the him, same, they brought him along for the ride <laughs> uh, you know
1: maybe he's the good luck charm <laughs> um but at the same time man like russ testing positive and, and harden you know i believe testing positive like like yeah. who, who even knows if like are they asymptomatic you know like how long is it going to take them to recover? Um, you know, like what are the long term effects of this disease? We nobody still don't fucking, know. Yeah, nobody fucking knows. You know, like uh, so it's it's kind of crazy. Um, and then with that being said, like you know, like what if another superstar tests positive? Like what if Giannis tests positive? Right then, the Bucks are done for. Or LeBron. Or Le- yeah, or LeBron, Kawhi. Uh, t- you know, I, I think the Celtics can can take a, a hit to one of their superstars, but like you know, the teams that are very like superstar heavy, um, all it really takes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like all it really takes is is one player getting you know testing positive, and then you know them potentially missing a series.
0: So, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play out a scenario for you. Um, let's say the league makes it through, they crown a champion, everything right. Yeah. So the players leave the bubble, go back home, off season starts, and then we find out someone tested positive. Like one of the one of the players that was in the finals, let's say Chris Middleton, okay. Chris Middleton tests positive after playing in the finals. And then let's just say he doesn't like his, his condition doesn't improve right away. Would the NBA consider postponing the season until a vaccine is found
1: you know i think that's a good question um and i think the answer is no man i think that i think that companies organizations you know sports teams they're they're moving forward because there's just so much unknown and like I, I think what Adam Silver said is just like we 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 just gotta live to learn with it, right? Because we don't know when there's a vaccine that's gonna come out. We don't know how effective it's gonna be. We don't know if by then the virus is gonna mutate. Like we just don't know, right? And at, at you know, as, as unfortunate as it sounds, like you know these these sports teams and these organizations and you know the companies out there, like they have to keep they have to keep their lights on, right? Like they yeah. The, The economy can't just shut down, right? And so, um, I think they would continue to push forward. Uh, the only way I would see it happening is if somehow, like, the NFL canceled their season, like, if it got so bad that the NFL would cancel it, right? Right. Because I think, I think the NFL is going to go through no matter what, like, doesn't matter who tests positive, like, they're just going to keep freaking going, right? Like, they're very
0: money oriented. So, well, if (laughs) honestly, I just think the NFL would like be like, well, you know the helmets have face masks, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but 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 you can't you can't swap jerseys after the game. Right, right. No, that yeah. that's
0: off limits. But you can you know those those LT visors on the helmets. Yeah, those, those are masks.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> you got you got a mouth guard in. That's that 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 counts as a as a
1: something that the the stop the uh, the the
0: spread. Roger Goodell is is ruthless, man. Um, yeah. Huh. But one thing I like about Roger Goodell in the NFL, as opposed to Adam Silver in the NBA.
1: How they did the, the NFL draft? I thought that was pretty good. That so was, was pretty
0: good. That was really good, actually. I was very engaged. More engaged than past years, which is weird. Um, but one thing I, I like about Roger Goodell in the NFL, more than Adam Silver in the NBA, is that they don't pretend to be woke. Like, no. <laughs> you you know what the NFL's agenda is, right? It's about money. It's about keeping the lights on by any means necessary. It's about corporate, corporate dollars, corp- anything for commercials, anything for endorsements, they're going to do it. But with the NBA, and especially since Adam Silver took over, it's it's been very... Well, we'll do it if it serves us, but if it doesn't, then we're not interested. Right? Uh, very performative wokeness, and it sucks because, like, if you are a fan and you think the NBA is the league of, you know, empowerment—not just player empowerment, but speaking up for what you, for what you think is wrong, for social and racial injustice if you're an NBA player or if you're a fan and you feel like, you know, okay, Adam Silver and, you know, Mark Tatum and all these guys in the office um, in the NBA office, they, they have our backs. They have, you know, whatever we decide, they'll go with. And then you get to negotiations and it's like, um, yeah, we we kind of need you to play. It's like, wait, what? Like you were just preaching – that you would back us on anything we decided, and now you're saying, like, you need us to play? That's why, like, I didn't really understand, like, the pushback against Kyrie. I feel like Kyrie, is he a polarizing figure? Yes, he is. He's probably the most polarizing figure in the NBA. Um, uh,
1: him or Kevin Durant?
0: Him or Kevin Durant, now they're on the same team. Exactly. Um, They're made for each other. (laughs) So, I I do understand the people who are questioning the validity of Kyrie's statements, but I don't understand it if you've all this time been in support of the NBA's wokeness, and now you're just like, just because Kyrie supports it, you're against it, you know? Yeah, I mean...
1: (laughs) I feel like I'm biased because you you just know how I feel about Kyrie. Like, yeah, he's just he's not my guy. Your your team, um, Bill Simmons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I I think that I think the the argument in in you know the other sides of the fence is, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the big players did want to play, right? Like LeBron, you know, stated that he wanted to play. Apparently they had that whole like FaceTime meeting with like you know Giannis. I think it was like and Steph. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who Dame, was
0: on it. Dame. Uh, I think Ben Simmons was on it. I think Russ was definitely on it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kawhi. And and those,
1: and and those guys were like, yeah, let's let's freaking play, right? And then
0: even Steph said, let's play, <laughs> and he's not even playing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and so. Two sides of the argument. I just personally don't like Kyrie, so when he said that, I was like, "Man, fuck that guy!"
0: Right? But, but I'm aware of my own personal bias, so that's good. Not a lot of people are. Yeah. Do you think he only said that because LeBron's in a position to win a championship? Uh, see,
1: that's the thing. Is like you just you don't really like you just don't know. Like Kyrie's just a weird fucking dude. Because here's here's
0: the thing, bro. A week before he said that he was one of the people who was questioning can injured players go to Orlando to support the team? He wanted to. Yeah. So I'm like wondering what changed in that seven day span. Um, I don't know. That's kind of interesting how he changed his tune like that. I I just feel like Kyrie just
1: doesn't, doesn't want other people to succeed. Like not just LeBron, you know, Mm -hmm. but like if, if he's not like in the in the conversations, like like you know, like he obviously wouldn't be playing, right? Like he's just like, well, I feel like his mindset is if I can't play, nobody should play, you know? So
0: <laughs> take his ball and
1: go home. Exactly. Right. You know? If you don't pick me up, I'm taking the ball.
0: <laughs> I uh I, I think it's kinda interesting because, you know, we talk about Kyrie. And then you look at his team, the Brooklyn Nets, man, like, it's, they're going through it right now. Um, Fired fired a very good coach. No Kyrie, no KD. Now they signed Michael Beasley and Jamal Crawford. And then we're recording this on Tuesday, July 14th. So we just heard a couple hours ago that Michael Beasley actually tested positive for the, for COVID too. And he already arrived in Orlando before he tested positive. So now he has to go back home and self quarantine for two weeks. So now I guess it's up to Jamal Crawford, man. Um, yeah. Make some magic happen against Brooklyn or against Milwaukee. Um, yeah. Good luck to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, my, my thing is what was not The whole point? Like,
1: like, I don't, I don't understand why he has to go back. Like, isn't he just supposed to stay in his hotel room? Like, wasn't that the deal? Like, if you if you test positive, then you just stay in your hotel
0: room? But that's only if you tested negative before flying to Orlando.
1: Uh, oh, so, like, he wasn't in the bubble.
0: So, um... When he, only, he tested positive, I think... I think this is what happened, bro. The test was administered before... He, the Nets got to Orlando, right? Yeah. He he took the test before they got to Orlando, like a week before, and the results take like two weeks. So he took the test, flew to Orlando because he wasn't feeling any symptoms, right? Yeah. And then, like, I guess three days after they got in their room, it's been, what, three, four days now? Like four days after he got in his room, (laughs) the test results said positive. So now he has to go back. The only way not- the only way you can self-quarantine in Orlando if you test positive is if you confirmed a negative test before flying there.
1: Okay. So are they so that are they now gonna retest the entire next Nets organization? They have to. Yeah. Well, that's just you know, that's that's the uh that's the the life we're living, man. It's just gonna be, you know, multiple tests and um you know, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some people in and out uh, of, of rotations and teams are just going to have to overcome it.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, this, this whole bubble setup is interesting because it feels like just like a, a, a giant AAU tournament, you know? Right. Yeah. Um. So what they're doing is, I don't know. I mean, me and you have definitely heard, but I don't know uh, who else is aware. But they're doing like the three tiers of teams in different hotels. Like, you have the contenders and like, the fanciest hotel. You have Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, Rockets, Raptors, Celtics. Uh, I think Miami's in there, too. And then in um, – or, no, Miami's in the second one. So, in the second hotel, you have, like, Denver, Dallas, Miami, Indiana, all those teams. At Philly, too. And then the third hotel is, like, Spurs, Suns, Wizards, Nets. So – I understand like why they invited 22 teams. But it's like dude, after they did that, like all these announcements came out, like LaMarcus Aldridge is getting surgery, Bradley Beal's not playing. So it's like, okay, what are we doing here, you know? Yeah, I mean, imagine imagine
1: um I mean, granted these these players get paid millions of bucks, right? And like I'm not I'm not going to say that this is like a t- like I'm not going to say being stuck in a bubble, being able to play basketball, you know, while getting paid, you know, hundreds of thousands of million, millions of bucks is a bad thing. But um just imagine, imagine showing up and realizing that you got tiered in like the second, like the NBA is basically saying like, yeah, you guys, you guys have no shot of winning, you know? Right. Like, so I just, I just, me personally, I think that's really funny. But uh I mean, and at the same time it could be problematic because if you think about it, what if one player in the top tier like hotel tests positive? They're all around each other, you know? That's what I'm saying. Uh, then then you could potentially have all the all the top teams testing positive. So yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I just I mean, we are right as of today, we're sixteen days away from the start of from the restart of the season. Um I cannot wait, by the way. I I'm, all I Me, I'm all for it. I know. I'm all for it. I said it at the beginning, whatever they decide, whether they decide to cancel the season or continue it, I'm rocking with it because that's how much I love the league. That's how much I love basketball. You know, I'm sure you can relate. Um, but <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, there, like there's going to be times during, like, a timeout, you know, or, like, a dead ball where all you know I'm sure I'm going to be like seeing like players you know like Giannis or Jimmy Butler sweating excessively and I'm not going to lie I might you know I might feel some type of way about that but I think they're the NBA's pulling out all the stops right they're doing um like multiple rows for benches so that people don't sit right next to each other mm-hmm. they're doing head coach and players in the front and then assist like starters in the front and then assisting coaches and bench players in the second row. So I like that. One thing I think is weird is how the practice courts are set up. But I saw some, somewhere on Twitter that someone said, Oh, they're only there for like temporary purposes. Like the games aren't going to be in like the hotel lobby. So I mean, at least there's that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I think that,
1: you know, like, as I said, uh, at some point, you know, like the the like, I mean, this is the player's job, right? Like they got to They got to go and, like as much as it sucks to say, uh, you know, they can't just I mean, they could. But, you, you know, at some point, like economics is going to take over. Right. And you can't just continue to pay a guy, you know, millions of dollars to, to not play. Right, and so um,
0: especially when you know you can't make money from home games.
1: Exactly right. Um, so you know, I think that the NBA, uh, as well as like you know Disney and and that whole like area, is doing everything that they can to prevent you know an outbreak. You know, they they've tested, they're doing self quarantine, they're they're I'm sure cleaning you know everything hundreds of times um and so now we just got to go out there and and do it And i mean soccer's done it and you know in, in america right and they, they've they been playing games and i don't think i've heard of any players testing positive since then and soccer is just as physical as, as a sport as basketball is so if not more yeah I, I guess the only thing that it has going for it, it's it's outdoors so it's not you know i guess the, the virus travels a little you know, not as well out outside, but still.
0: I um, I gotta admit, I do. I I think I'd feel a lot more comfortable about this bubble idea if it was in Vegas instead of Florida. Oh, one hundred percent. I like.
1: I, I get why they picked it, uh, but but
0: like <laughs> because of man, the money, Disney. Yeah,
1: yeah. But man, man, like Florida, you're go to the place that is just. It's it's single handedly giving America a
0: bad name, like just a giant petri dish. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess Vegas is risky too, just because of like, just because like they were on track to reopen already, you know. So, and now they're closed again. So
1: I think an interesting spot would have been like Arizona. You know, like interesting, hot doesn't have a lot of distraction, right? Like I mean, I, I've only been to Arizona a couple times, but like I don't think of Arizona as like a super fun place, you know? Yeah. Um but it probably just doesn't have the facilities to to kind of make it all happen.
0: Uh, and like Arizona in August? <laughs> uh yeah, I'd rather be in Florida, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: So yeah, I mean, so just to recap, you've got, of course, Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Miami, Indiana, uh, Philly, Brooklyn, and Orlando, and then the Wizards are the ninth team. In the West, you've got the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Rockets, OKC, Utah. Dallas and as of right now I think it's Portland right yeah Portland and then the Pelicans and the Grizzlies no it's the Grizzlies it's the Grizzlies and then the Pelicans and the Blazers are three and a half back Sacramento is four back Spurs and Suns are four and a half back so yeah man and then I heard about like a second bubble concept in Chicago for, like, right. the other eight teams, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling that at all.
1: Yeah, I just, like, to me, the whole, like, the, the, the purpose of restarting the NBA is to, to crown a champion, right? To basically make make it so the that this year wasn't a, a wash mm-hmm. or a waste. What, what are, like... Right, what are the other teams competing for? Like a consolation championship? I don't get it.
0: I don't get it either. I think if they want to make it interesting, they should have like draft picks up for grabs. Right. Um, But then again, like the lottery hasn't happened. So we compete, don't
1: compete for that
0: first round pick. That could, that could be, that could be uh, enticing. Um, I could get
1: behind that. Like, all right. Like, you know, like which which bad team wants wants that number one pick the most?
0: Yeah, but I also don't think like that could lead to like some people making rash decisions. Like, if I'm the Knicks, I don't know if I want to send Julius Randle to Chicago to risk getting COVID. Or if I'm if I'm the Warriors, I'm not sending Steph or Andrew Wiggins, you know to to or pascal to risk getting covid for the top pick
1: you care that much about andrew wiggins
0: i have to <laughs> <laughs> i have to the, that, how how the mighty have fallen i have to man <laughs> starting small forward now oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. but uh yeah i mean they could do something like it, that
1: i think it's a ratings thing i think i think the the second bubble is just to drive more money right like Get get the TV deals. Uh well that that's
0: yeah. why they invited San Antonio and Phoenix. Yeah. And DC.
1: Yeah. So the, the Spurs have no chance of making the playoffs without Aldridge. And the Wizards hope, are uh, done. Yeah, Wizards are done. I pray that this is the year that I don't have to waste my time watching the Blazers in the in the playoffs. So nah,
0: it's, you it's won't. either got
1: it, it's either gotta be the Grizzlies or or the pelicans like th- those are the two teams i'm i'm pulling for for that last spot
0: no nah, bro let's get the kings in there
1: uh, you know actually buddy and fox uh, <laughs> but but then again what
0: luke walden had buddy buddy hill coming off the bench like an
1: idiot so hey, now, man
0: I... if uh if the, if the lakers got to go through their old head coach to win a title that'd be pretty fitting
1: and what if, and what if uh, Luke Walden coach outcoached them and, and pulled an upset? That would be ironic.
0: That, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I think uh, I think the best one for ratings would you know obviously be Pelicans, but I think Kings Lakers would be a fun first round. Um, it wouldn't be interesting, but it'd be fun. Yeah um, So yeah, man. Uh, any last thoughts?
1: Uh, let's see. On that note, I'm just gonna list some of my overrated players right now. John Morant, drastically overrated. Donovan Mitchell, drastically overrated. John
0: Morant's kind of smaller than I thought he was. Just putting that out there.
1: Yeah, he, and like I'm just like this guy. I mean, he's solid, but he's not that good. Yeah, uh, like people
0: people are saying he's an all star already. I'm just like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs>
1: I heard I heard someone say he was gonna have a better career than Zion. I was like, "Are like, have you have you seen Zion
0: play?" <laughs> yeah, but. no. Pe- uh, you got to be aware of those people because they're just doing that for a reaction. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna say this one last
1: thing. Jason Tatum's not even the most important player on our team. I don't. Arguably, I don't even think he's top three. He might be. He might be arguably you know the best player on our team, but he's he's definitely not the most important. But uh, I'll end it there
0: who would you say is the most important uh
1: you know i i i, th- I think i'm going to go with either you know marcus smart jalen brown or uh you know i think a healthy kemba you know like i but i i, I would say marcus smart jalen brown jalen brown's going to guard your best best player uh he'll give you you know 15 to 18 points a game um and he's you know he can essentially I mean, he can guard one through the four, just like Mark Smart, you know, so.
0: I think it would be very fitting um, after everything that's happened this year, after everything that's happened this season, um, to have a Lakers-Celtics NBA Finals. Like, I just just couldn't think of a better ending. Right. So, yeah, man. Um, Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Um, This is the switch. We're back. We are officially back. NBA season is coming back. I know you guys are excited. So are we. Um, Jared, if you would like to, I mean, I know you've been doing some stuff recently um, in the community. I mean, if you want to plug that, man, I'd be more than welcome to give you the floor for that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, So, yeah, recently, you know, a good friend of both of ours, uh, you know, Tracy uh, started a nonprofit called Impact Six. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's core goals to kind of help underprivileged uh, kids and, um, de- and like developing communities, right. Um, however, you know, kind of getting access to to kids, uh, you know, during during COVID is has been been tough, right. So um, they're looking at other ways to kind of serve, you know, underprivileged c- communities. And, you know, recently, they did like a, like a homeless, like food and supplies drive. Um they hit five different cities in you know one weekend, which was super cool uh what were those yeah, cities it, uh, it was austin uh miami l a san francisco and, and oakland um and so uh super cool organization um uh, I know that they're you know that they 're going to do the homeless thing again as well as some other events, and you know are definitely trying to raise some capital to to buy the supplies right I know a lot of a lot of the last supplies were kind of bought um you know, from like the, 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 the group members and the founders themselves. So uh, definitely check, check them out on Instagram. Um, at, I think they're impact six, right? Gev?
0: Uh We are impact six.
1: We are, we are impact six. Uh, so yeah, check them out. Send them a DM. Um, always looking for volunteers. If you're interested in, in starting like your own chapter in a new city, uh, you can definitely talk to them about that as well.
0: Good stuff, man thank you i appreciate it um yeah. and yeah that that's it for for today um so we're not really we don't really know what to, like our schedule is going to be from from now on this is, we're recording this on a tuesday like we said um going forward we're tr- probably going to have episodes dropping every saturday um every saturday or sunday depending on our schedules um but I think we're pretty committed to doing it on weekends um, moving forward. So, yeah. And um, also another announcement, um, the, Square- the Squarespace site associated with this uh, podcast has now been uh, archived. Um, we're actually moving to the Medium platform, um, so you can uh, be on the lookout for new posts uh, coming weekly from that m- new Medium account. Um so yeah that's it for today. Um Jared, I will talk to you later my man. All
1: right man, maybe we'll discuss Mahomes getting paid next time. But have a good one. Definitely bro, take care. All right.